The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Hello and welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Katie Box and Will Brinson here. Joined by our Pick Show squad, Emery Hunt of Sportsline and also Alex Selznick, a.k.a. Rock Stars. He was feeling under the weather last Monday, but he's doing better. We saw him on Thursday as well. This episode of the Pick 6 Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. The last episode, the Super Friends talked about week 15 of the NFL season. Breach, Wilson, and Brinson did a heat check on the smoking hot bills and presented the MVP cases for Lamar Jackson and Brock Purdy. Absolutely love to see that. You can watch that episode on our YouTube channel or the audio version wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, feel free to hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss another episode. It's time now to look at the early lines and leans for week 16 of the NFL. Um, we could take a look at some of these macro trends quickly. Home seven and four against the spread. Favorites also seven and four against the spread. Home favorites dominated five and two against the spread. That seems to be the trend over the last few weeks. And the unders. It's been the year of the unders, eight and three so far. Uh, Emery, any overarching thoughts on week 15? Unders probably hit due to a lot of the backup quarterbacks that we're seeing. Yeah. You know, I think that that would be the uh, overarching thought thought for me from why we see so much unders. Does your brain brain have thoughts? Uh, No, I was was about to say, I don't know if I was caught between thought or... uh, Is that a brain fart? (laughs) (laughs) I I actually think that... um, I don't know why we hadn't thought of that before now, but that makes a ton of sense that that's the reason why the unders have been so prevalent this year is... I mean, we we were at 19 different teams that had played a backup quarterback extensively already, and now you have teams like the Steelers who are going to start Mason Rudolph the rest of the year... You have the commanders who bench Sam Howell. Um, you know, like, like it's his fault. I mean, it is like they're, you know, it is his fault. NC State's better than Carolina, and, and Jacoby Brissett proved that immediately. Um, but, you know, I thought, <laughs> I think that um, there's a good case to be made that unders have been hitting so aggressively because of all of these backup quarterbacks and how even like Vegas isn't really fully able to price down the, the, the lack of points that are going to be scored as a result of having. You know, like, and and then they'll get burnt. Where it'll be like Jake Browning against Nick Mullins, light it <laughs> yeah. up overtime. <laughs> yeah, they just don't even know what to do. Yeah, well, and the thing is too is that, um, oh man, I lost my, I had a thart. I had a thart. It, uh, <laughs> my brain just missed what I was uh, wanting to say. But I do want to ask you, prop stars, quickly. You know, more injuries happened this weekend. Probably the biggest one, Keaton Mitchell, um, out for the Ravens. What, what has the prop market been looking like, uh, with all of these injuries that have happened this season? Yeah, honestly, uh, it, it's sort of bittersweet, but these injuries kind of provide a lot of additional opportunities where the sports books really don't know uh, how to project their backups stats. So 
while you hate to see it in real life as a prop better, those are certainly spots that I look to take advantage of and I think are quite profitable uh, this season and, and historically as well. Uh, my thought just came back to me. I was going to say for tonight's game, it's such a, we're not going to talk about it on the show, but Monday night football between the Eagles and the Seahawks, both quarterbacks listed as questionable. So we don't know if we're going to get Jalen Hurts or Marcus Mariota. We don't know if we're going to get Geno Smith or uh, Drew Locke. So it's so hard to price these, you know, to one bet these games and certainly for the books to figure out how many points are going to be scored and what everyone uh, is going to look like. On that note, let's go ahead and get into um, this week's games Starting with Thursday Night Football, the Saints at the Rams. Rams are laying four. This total, 44 and a half. Saints uh, coming off a 24 to 6 win against the New York Giants. I've got egg on my face because <laughs> I took the Giants and Tommy DeVito. And it seems like mm. that story um, has come to an end. Rams. Rams appear to be, you know, all the way back. They are just firing on all cylinders. They're coming off a 28 to 20 win over the Commanders. Both of these teams, seven and seven on the season. The winner of this game would get a really big boost in the playoff race. Emery, what are you thinking about this matchup? I'll be interested to see how often the Saints blitz or pressure mm -hmm. Matt Stafford or try to pressure the ball in terms of playing man on these wide receivers. That's what they love to do. Uh, but it's going to leave yourself susceptible to a lot of crossing routes and things that Stafford and the Rams like to complete. But the Rams are the better team on both sides of the ball. They're much balanced, much more balanced on offense. And you can trust Stafford more than you can trust Carr. Carr is yeah. going to be in trouble in this ball game. I think the Rams win this one easily. So I would lay these points with Los Angeles. Yeah, well, I would lay the points with Los Angeles as well. Sorry, I was going to say Matt Stafford is pretty elite against the blitz. Is when you don't blitz, and yeah. that's where you can kind of get him to to have problems. Sorry, Brenton. Uh, no, you're fine. Um, worth noting that uh, according to uh, of the upshot, Saints, if they win, seventy nine percent chance to make the playoffs. If they lose, twenty six percent chance to make the playoffs. Rams even steeper, seventy four percent if they win, twelve percent if they lose. This is a de facto play in game for the NFC side of the playoffs. Um, you put you. Look, you want to put – it's nut-cutting time, right? I mean, pardon my French. I don't even know if that's, like, mm -hmm. inappropriate or not. But, like, you're laying the cards on the table. And if you're laying the cards on the table, I'll take Matthew Stafford over Derek Carr all day long and twice on – actually, seven times on Sunday. I mean, Derek Carr is – like will not stop leaking out how injured he is and how banged up he is, but he won't step aside for James Winston, even though it would probably behoove the the team. Um, the last two weeks of the Saints, they have played that they've blown out the Panthers and the Giants. I think that's what's keeping this line in check at only four, because people are seeing what the Saints are doing. The Saints, the Giants were right there in that game. Like the Saints were not blowing them out. The Panthers were right there in that game. They just are terrible teams. And I think it's really worth it noting, uh, Nick Underhill pointed this out on Twitter yesterday, right when the game started, that Dennis Allen, for the first time in the history, of the, as far back as in the history, of the, I don't know about the history of the Superdome, since they, they've been doing this since like well before Stone Payton, they did not introduce Dennis Allen with the team. They always introduced the coach after they introduced the entire team. They did not do that. I think they don't want people to boo because they hate Dennis Allen. And I think there's a good <laughs> chance Dennis Allen gets fired. And Sean McVay, you talk about a difference, a gap in like coaching acumen. Oh, yeah. It's been somehow bigger than the gap in the quarterback talent between Stafford and Carr. So give me the, the Rams as a best bet early on uh, over trending upwards a little bit too. What? One name I, I wanted to mention quickly, Kyron Williams continues yeah. to have a phenomenal Ridiculous. season. We talked about his combination line being 121 and a half last week and how massive that was. Uh, goes for a buck 50 on the ground. He has played phenomenal. He's averaging over 100 scrimmage yards, rushing and receiving per game in this Rams rushing attack. They're the most balanced team in football right now, frankly, offensively. So I was very impressed. I think they roll on the Saints here as well. Yeah, and, well, and all Kyron Williams too. Yeah. Yeah, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup looked back. Puka, Demarcus Robinson playing really good football. They got a ton of weapons there. And Tutu Atwell could come back. I think the other thing about Kyron Williams is worth noting there. He fumbled twice. And he fumbled twice and still kept getting the rock. Now, they did give it to Royce Freeman a couple of times in, in the red zone, but it was like a Royce Freeman, Freeman drive. So I wouldn't read. And that was before the fumble. So I wouldn't read too much into that. Sean McVay loves this guy. You fumble twice in a game and still keep getting carries in like a two-score game? They can, your role is untouchable. It is elite. This guy is he's, he's winning. The reason why is, is going back to my scouting report on him, he was the best. Uh, in pass pro 
in the country. So you kind of want to leave him out there because uh, he's your best pass protector for yep. Matt Stafford. And so you can, to your point, he could afford a couple of fumbles. If this was anybody else, that's a great point. In pass pro, they would have been out of there. Yeah, the fact that the fact that you know he can be out there because they, look, if this if Matthew Stafford gets hurt, this team is trash. Stafford is Stafford should get one of those MVP votes, by the way. <laughs> I was I say, he should. Where is I it? It's fun. <laughs> if, if, you, if you believe, if you believe the MVP. If you had a vote, Brinson, we know where that vote would go. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm about to email Jared Dubin and be like, change my fifth pick from McCaffrey to uh, to Stafford. Uh, Purdy got my second place vote. Don't worry about it, Candy. Yeah. All right, moving along. The Bengals have the Steelers. I give it to Lamar. Bengals have the Steelers. Bengals minus two and a half. Total of 38 and a half. Backups versus backups to backups. That's right. We got a backup and Jake Browning laying two and a half at Pittsburgh against Mason Rudolph, who Mike Tomlin announced would be the starter on Monday. Mitchell Trubisky benched for all eternity, just like any good Carolina quarterback should be. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, look, I think... Lay the points. Yeah, I think I'd lay the points. The Pittsburgh Steelers are <laughs> They're going to have I their mean, first losing season. I think it's actually happening. I threw out last night to Ryan Wilson... Could you see Mike Tomlin going to the Chargers? And he and he correctly, and I would I wouldn't say that Tomlin's at fault here, just that like, you know, is it I don't know, man. Like the last five seasons, I think one win, one get one season with more than ten wins. Is a C. Fifty percent is a C. He's been a C for quite some time. Tomlin's Tomlin's a Hall of Fame coach, I think. Hall of, the coaching well, the weird I mean, Mike Shanahan's not in the Hall of Fame. He's got two Super Bowls. Like mm. the, the the Hall of Fame is weird when it comes to coaches. So uh, that's right. Harry points out uh, Ben Solak had a great tweet. This season, I mean, uh, I'll find it. Where you? Uh, any thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, you go? I'll, I'll say this: like with, with with the Chargers' need, and this is a uh, not a Chargers segment, but with the Chargers' need is someone um, that has great leadership. That's Culture. Tomlin, you know. And so people get. I think a lot of people. I don't know why this has become a thing where. Football Twitter has become enamored with aesthetics of coaches that kind of look like themselves, um, you know, kind of demure personality. Uh, mm -hmm. They wear a Steve Jobs long sleeve and they either they call plays right They're gurus. No, you need a coach that can delegate, that can hire assistants, that can let those guys do the job. We don't know what Mike Thomas X's and O's is. Yeah, he's a defensive guy, but he played receiver in college. Right. We know he's a great leader of men. That's what the Chargers need because the talent yeah. is there. Um, and because of that, they're going to have a fighting chance in this ball game. The Steelers will. Um, but because Cincinnati has better quarterback play and a better passing game, even if they may be without Jamar Chase, I'm still comfortable with, with taking the Bengals here on the road. Yeah. Uh, Jake Browning is like pretty 2.0. I mean, he's he's been balling out. I've been so impressed with Jake Browning, honestly. Uh, three consecutive wins now for the Bengals. Nine touchdowns to three interceptions as well. He's spreading the ball around. His completion percentage is up over close to 75% over a, a pretty hefty chunk of a sample size as well. Uh, really doesn't matter who's at receiver for this Bengals, in my opinion. He is locked in, playing some really, really good football uh, for Cincinnati. So. Uh, nice to see Jake Browning having a great year and uh, pushing the Bengals into potential uh, playoff contention. How here's the uh, on Browning? Here's the here's the Benjamin the Ben Solak tweet mm. that I was referencing. He quoted he quote tweeted uh, Adam Schefter's report or Adam Schefter tweeting about Mason Rudolph. He said sources say that upon hearing the news, the locker room shouted out with glee. One player told Rudolph he'd quote go down <laughs> in history. <laughs> Oh, well, hopefully the all the other reindeer will be nice nicer to him. Um, okay, so moving on. Bill's laying 11 and a half right now at the Chargers. Guys, this line opened up at like 13 and a half or 14 after the Bills absolutely demolished um, the Dallas Cowboys. However, it was quickly back down to 11 and a half. Right now, 93% of early money, 86% of tickets on the Chargers. So I think that's why this, this line has dipped down too much. You know, the Bills are a great team, and Josh Allen is firmly now in the MVP. MVP conversation. If he can continue to ball out and somehow they win their division, I think that he's, you know, he's a dark horse. He's got a chance. Odds. In terms of the odds, I think he's a good dark horse for this. Uh, that said, they have been a very vol volatile team, totally up and down, which as the Chargers are as well, but two touchdowns is a lot. So I'm not surprised that this has dropped down to 11 and a half. Brinson, what are your thoughts on this one? I, 
uh, what did you say? It opened, it opened at 14 and then it got back down. 14 is a lot of points. I mean, I think the thing is, you if you like the bills, you can probably just wait. And you know, it looks like it was juiced up to 11 and a half, but it could, yeah. could creep down to like 10 or so. I mean, the Chargers are still a talented team without Justin Herbert. Um, I think the bills are going to blow them out. I do think there's a natural letdown spot here for Buffalo because, and this is what worries me a little bit about the bills. Said this a couple of weeks ago that I thought the Bills would make the playoffs, and I thought the Bills were uh, that Josh Allen was a good bet to um, win the Super Bowl. Or win, I think they're a good bet to win the Super Bowl. I think he's a good bet to win MVP just because of the odds and because narrative and and recency bias of the voters. They blew out. They snuck by Kansas City and blew out Dallas, and they have been in playoff mode for the last two weeks. I wonder if there isn't a little bit of a natural inclination to sort of take a. Take a yeah. take like all right. Yeah. We just got to beat the Chargers and the Pats, and we are playing Miami for a, like a, maybe the definitely a playoff spot and maybe the division title. Um, also, as you know, the Chargers fired their coach, hmm. which means finally cover your ears, prop <laughs> stars. Dead cat bounce. <laughs> mm. It's a dead cat bounce game. Look, when you do you see this, you get great energy from teams when they fire their coaches the following game because they're going up against. Like they, everyone realizes that they might get fired. They don't care who they're playing against. They're going to come out there and play hard. So I think you'll get maximum effort from the Chargers. I don't think it matters. I do think the Chargers could sneak in through the back door. We saw the Cowboys score a late one last on on Sunday afternoon. And so because the spread is so big, maybe they sneak through the back door. But Buffalo, if they're a playoff team, they have to come out here and be focused and blow this Chargers team out. This should be a big-time Bills home game, too, because you're going to get tons of Bills fans who are actually enthralled about seeing the team out there in Los Angeles. And while Josh Allen is rightfully getting a lot of credit, uh, certainly you know playing some very good football, and, uh, and he is rightfully in the MVP conversation, James Cook has been yes. absolutely phenomenal uh, since yes. Joe Brady has taken over play calling, averaging close to 150 scrimmage yards per game. Uh, really, uh, if you can recall, we were beating the drum for him to be on the field more, clearly their most explosive option, the corpse of Latavius Murray, uh, and Leonard Fournette even were getting potentially uh, going to play over James Cook. Made absolutely zero sense to me. So great to see him finally shining. Very talented three-down back, making a big impact as a rusher and a receiver. Uh, and, yeah, he has been, uh, I think, a big part of this Bill's offensive success. We've been a lot more conservative under Joe Brady, and uh, he has been the focal point of the offense. I think that continues in this matchup against the Chargers. Emery, can can you trust – Josh Allen with this big of a spread? Yeah, and I mean, all you guys are making great points. You talk about that, you know, post-firing bump. I think that's going to yield show itself on the side of the ball that has the most talent, which is defense. So from that perspective, they actually athletically match up very well with Buffalo. Um, so I can see this being one of those games where it's like, why hasn't Buffalo blown them out yet? And it goes that way until the third quarter. Like and it, 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 sorry? Like they're playing with their food, right? And so now you, um, now you expand that lead in the in the end. So I do like Buffalo on the ladies' points, but I also like the under. So I think mm -hmm. I think Chargers' defense will show us, especially coming off of a blowout. You got the you know the the you know the dead cat bounce that they call it. <laughs> you got all that stuff playing a, a factor here. Um, you got guys that can get after the quarterback that can match up with Josh Allen's athleticism. That guys on the back end that if they can turn the ball over. Now, granted, they'll probably find 43 and throw his way. Uh, but for the most part, I think we'll see a competitive game up until the end where it starts to slip away from the Chargers. Yeah, and, and I think too, like you've got this major um rest situation here, too, where the Chargers fire their coach, but they're on a mini buy having played Thursday. They got humiliated giving up 63 points. They're not going to want to do it again. Bills played late on Sunday afternoon against the, you know, a, 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 put, a, they put everything into that game against Dallas. That was, that was a, that was their season on the line, win the game, and now you're going to travel from Buffalo all the way across the country to LA. So, I mean, like that, that, that stuff does factor in when you're talking about, like, if this were a two point spread, hammer the bills all day but even yeah. with justin herbert you know but like a 10 point spread you got to be a little bit careful with it i think colts at the falcons Wait, is that chargers bills game on, on it's on it's on sunday right it's on sunday right i think so yeah yeah um there's gotta be saturday there's saturday games right 
Colts to the Falcons, not a Saturday game. It's a Sunday game. 101 p.m. according to FanDuel's FanDuel.com. Sportsbook, Fanduel, 101. Come on now. Uh, <laughs> Falcons at home. Pondering a quarterback change here. May we, we may even get um did I read that right? We might get Logan Whiteside. Like Arthur Smith is in a weird spot where he's considering Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter threw the worst pick of the season on Sunday against the Panthers. It's not even close. I mean, it's not close. Like it was the worst pick of the 2023 NFL season. Your division's on the line, season's on the line. You're playing the worst team in football, and you throw rolling to your left into triple coverage with the only possible excuse for making the throw that oops. I forgot the Panthers weren't wear, were wearing black today. Like, that's that's the only logical <laughs> reason you can have for making that pass. Desmond Ritter did it anyway. I think the Colts should be favored here. My, I would guess Michael Pittman, uh, DeMonte Casey suspended for the entire season uh, for the hit on Michael Pittman. Obviously, Michael Pittman's health paramount. Some of us sort of wanted to get a few more yards for our fantasy teams as well. <laughs> Screw you, Casey. I'm glad you're gone. Um, B. John Robinson fumbles, doesn't get a bunch of touches, nothing for Kyle Pitts, nothing for Drake London. Arthur Smith is the most hated man in, on the internet right now. I tend to like want to go with the Falcons and a contrarian play here, Emory, but I don't know. I think I just take the Colts. Colts are like the Browns. They just find ways to keep winning. You know, um, be, and, and again, they're playing like how the Rams are, well-balanced, because they're running the ball extremely well without Jonathan Taylor. They're throwing the ball very well without you know rookie Anthony Richardson and defensively they're getting after the quarterback and unfortunately this is a situation where on both sidelines you see a coach that can coach and on the other side you see a guy that's in Arthur Smith that is probably best as an OC but doesn't want to relinquish that duty that role as a head coach and can't delegate because he's so locked in the game which is probably why they struggle offensively to find, to get you know get playmakers the ball because they got talent so I'm taking the Colts here. I think they, they they'll especially indoors. Um, I think they'll take care of business and, and keep rolling, man. It, it's gonna be the ninth win if they pull this off. Credit to Shane Steichen. It doesn't matter who is playing quarterback, yeah. running back, wide receiver for this Colts team. They continue to produce a very very impressive uh, job he's done offensively and defensively. That the team forces turnovers and they're just playing inspired football. So yeah, the Colts are a handful. Absolutely. Uh, as far as the Falcons are concerned, obviously really frustrating with Arthur Smith, the usage of the players, uh, quarterback situation and dire straits here. One thing I did want to point out, some positive uh, news regarding Kyle Pitts. He's, he's coming off of three games with 90 plus route participation, 90% plus route participation, which is something that eluded him uh, over the course of the entire year, which was inexplicable and head scratching. So at the mm -hmm. very least, regardless of who's under center for Atlanta, Kyle Pitts, or Arthur Smith has finally figured out to play Kyle Pitts on every single quarterback drop back. Uh, so that's something at least to pay attention to uh, when, when props are released. It's something I'll I, be looking at closely. I like Arthur Smith, but man, like you shouldn't, it shouldn't take, you shouldn't be a grown adult man. I mean, should, now, granted, he does have an education from the University of Chapel Hill, so maybe that's his problem. But, um, you know, you really shouldn't, it shouldn't be that hard to figure out how to play, play Kyle Pitts. True. All right. Packers laying four and a half at the Panthers. This total 36 and a half. Uh, the Packers have dropped the past two games. They've now fallen below 500, two games below 500, putting their postseason hopes on life support. Uh, the Panthers, as we just discussed, managed to win nine to seven over the Falcons in front of hundreds of their fans. Uh, Brinson broke down for us why no one would be at that game last week, and he was 100% correct. What was the attendance? 5,000 people? 5,200 is what the rumors that were being told to media members uh via people <laughs> seems 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 a bit like a stretch i don't know if you saw like, the crowd shots uh, <laughs> there are, like, shots where there's like hundreds of people in the stands like 20 minutes before the game not the worst not the worst i mean if you live in charlotte you live close to the stadium there were some and you want to go going, going on for under a dollar there were like 52 cents to buy like, yeah tickets yeah, you can get like you can get like lower level club seats for four dollars sad sad <laughs> state of affairs i'm sure uh, David Tepper will blame it on somebody else. And I wouldn't expect much, many people here for this game either. I would also think the Packers, um, yeah. good spot here for the Packers. Panthers coming off a win. Everybody's going to think the Panthers can keep it close. And I think Green Bay could light up this Panthers defense pretty easily and probably get after, get after Bryce Young. I would, I would lean towards the Packers here. I don't think the Lions can be going crazy though. 
I feel yeah, like losing I, to the Giants kind of ruined uh, the Packers' season because that kind of yeah. they let one loss become two because they went out there against the Bucks and they couldn't stop the Bucks throwing the football all over them, and so they don't have to worry about that with, with the Panthers. To your point, so I feel like they can get a bounce back here, a moral victory here, although they can, are completely out of the playoff race um, with those two back-to-back NFC losses. So I do like them to bounce back here. I will lay the points as well. Yeah, I mean, this is a must-win for the Packers. So, yeah. you know, it's like if – yeah, I mean, either you win – either you go to Carolina and you beat the worst team in football or you're not going to the playoffs. Like, it's that simple. So, to me, if you if you see to lay the points or nothing. Agreed. All right. Next up, <laughs> Browns at the Texans. The fight. This one's tough. Joe Flacco's not. This is easy. Joe Flacco's a dog. <laughs> January Joe. Joe Flacco playing awesome football. Two hundred twelve passing yards in the fourth quarter on Sunday after a terrible uh, three quarters. I'm telling you, I think the Browns are live to get the one seed. You can do the like the, the playoff predictor math. It is not that outrageous for Cleveland to end up with the first overall seed in the AFC. And if it happens, or even if they don't, I just don't know that you want to give Joe Flacco. I don't know that you want to play Joe Flacco in January. I know it's I know he's 38. I know it's like 10 years after he made that incredible run um to to in New Orleans to win the Super Bowl with the Ravens. But like the it's not like he's he's not that much different of a player. He's still got a cannon arm. He threw some diamonds a pass to Mark Cooper was a dime. Like he's still got the ability to throw. If they can protect him and play great defense, I don't think it's out of the realm of the possibility that the Browns get the one seed and make the Super Bowl. Now, having said that, they could get blown out by the Texans this week, and that wouldn't be that shocking. He threw three picks yesterday, bro. We can't we can't lose yeah, sight yeah, of that. Yeah. One of them was a defensive touchdown. We don't and, and so nasty conditions. And it's but, only December. It's not January, Emory. January, my, Joe, baby. My thing is, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta tell a full story. And so, um, for the Texans, Katie just touched on if Stroud is back, definitely changes the dynamic. Although Keenum yeah. showed some, some playoff Minnesota Keenum against the Titans, um, and their run game has been outstanding this year. They've been able to run the ball rather well. But to me, if they're gonna beat the Browns, they need to be at full strength. Um, and I would stay away from this until I find out if Stroud is going to be back because Keenum, I don't feel like it's going to beat. I think the line Brown. tells us that Stroud is going to be back. If, he, I think if he's back, then, the then later it, for sure. It would, it would also be a big surprise, too, if he was out for another week. Yeah, like we haven't seen anybody miss multiple weeks of the concussion. So I think I think you can I think you can safely say uh, CJ Stroud's back for this one. I'm just going to keep rolling with the uh, – I'm gonna roll with Joe Flacco. I think the Browns. Browns is a dog. You you make Joe Flacco a dog. You are getting my and take cash. The over too. Oh, the over. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm, I'm 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 thinking the Texans have uh, get their get it together with CJ Stroud. I know that they're banged up a lot uh, with their pass catchers, um, which has been kind of depressing. But I don't know. I really believe in the CJ Stroud, so I I like the Texan side of it. But we do need to take a quick break here. Stick around for our anticipation plays next, where we try to beat the line movement for Week 16. You're watching Pick Six. We'll be right back. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast. It's that time again for our segment where we give you a bet that you should lock in early before the line moves to get some CLV, baby, closing line value. We'll also do you one better and try to predict where that line is going to go. It is time now for our Anticipation Plays. This Anticipation Plays segment is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Last week, I had the Broncos plus three and a half, said it would go closer to three. Uh, yikes galore on the Broncos. Got absolutely eaten alive um, by the Lions. Yeah, same here mm. with me. I feel like I thought the Lions would end up being underdogs, mm. and that line actually jumped to yeah. five and a half. Yeah. You know, and so it went the other way, a point and a half. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, definitely uh, whiffed on that one. Um, I said that the Titans were the Texans going to be in favor, but that was based on CJ Stroud uh, coming back. And I said it would probably be te- Tex- Titans minus three if CJ Stroud did not play. He didn't play it. Ultimately closed Titans uh, minus three. So I think I was right on my um, process on that one. But I mean, obviously the line didn't move the way that I I thought it would. Uh, Emery, why don't you start us off this week? feel like the Rams are going to be a close to a touchdown favorite over New Orleans by the time they kick off on Thursday. So going from four where we are now to at least six and a half, uh, I feel like that'll be a nice move in that direction because nothing on the same side of things tells you that they're going to be able to keep pace with the Rams. You know, as long as four is back there at quarterback, that's a, that's an additional two and a half points for the other team. Prop stars, what are you thinking? Uh, Alex. Yeah, I like the Chargers Bills to go under. I know Emery mentioned uh, when we covered this game, he liked the under as well, which uh, I'd love to hear. But yeah, it's 42 and a half. I think this could ultimately settle at 41. The Easton Stick Show again. I think we're going to see both offenses be conservative, run the football quite a bit. That's certainly been the case uh, since Joe Brady has taken over play calling uh, in Buffalo. So I think this game projects to potentially be a low scoring environment, conservative play calling. Uh, I think both defenses uh, will will play well in this game as well. We've really seen Buffalo's defense step up big uh, despite all those significant injuries that they've suffered. And I do think that we see the Chargers defense rally a bit as well. Uh, and I'm not going to mention those dirty words regarding felines either. <laughs> Um, I'm looking at the Bengals. We talked about this early line opened up at like one and a half or two. It's already two and a half. I think this could get three, possibly even three and a half. Um, I just don't know what the Steelers could do. Uh, and I'm pretty impressed with Jake Browning. So I think that this line continues, um, to go up. And so you might as well grab the Bengals now at minus two and a half. I will say, I know I like that. I like that Bengals look. I will say that the lions are currently minus three. Move to four and a half because I think the Lions are just going to be perceived as a team that indoors against Minnesota, even with all the blitzing. And Frank Ragnow came back and played um, like <laughs> twelve hours after having served, like something ridiculous. Like, what's so, he had? He had he had just had um, he had like an insane like return from certain whatever his injury was, and I think this Lions protection matches up really well against the blitz that Brian Flores is going to bring. And it will allow Jared Goff, especially with Amante Brown and Sam Laporta to really set up underneath those vacated spots with the blitzes. So I think Detroit could blow them out and uh, that, that line will be reflected as such. And we've seen the Nick Mullins experience. There are highs yes, yeah, have, and there yes. are lows. Yes. Uh, okay. This anticipation play segment has been brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Speaking of the Lions, they are minus three. Wow, that was convenient. Um, yeah. I really, love to tell you how to play in that. Oh, look at that. They're minus 122. How I can also see this game going, this total bumping up a little bit because Nick Mullins did sling it around for yeah. better or for worse. And they could have, the Vikings could have, if I think, did uh, Chris Rose say this in that game? He's like, if Nick Mullins, if Nick Mullins wasn't genetically engineered to not score touchdowns in the red zone, the Vikings would have a bunch of points right now. Something like that. It was, it was tough with his his wife and child watching there in the stands. Uh, uh, well, open, 
kept shooting over to them too. Yeah. Like I know. That. And the Bengals fans just standing in their way. I think somebody came and said something like, Hey, could you slide over just a little bit? We want to get yeah. a crowd shot of the wife. Uh, <laughs> Lions 10 and four now in the season, nine and five against the spread. They've been a covering machine for the last two years. And I think they cover here as well. Obviously, I think the line's going to move up. I think you should go and lock in the Lions minus three. I think they blow out the Vikings uh, twice the rest of the way home and maybe beat the Cowboys and maybe threaten for the one seed in the NFC. I'm like a lion's mush. Every time I back them or I back Jared Goff back to them. go over one and a half passing touchdowns, it never hits. So I'm just I'm just laying off Lions games at this point. I'm a ladies points to the Lions. I, I don't trust Nick Mullins. You talk about uh Ritter's bad interception. I mean, his interception had to be uh, like at least one B, you know, because he threw it right to BJ Hill uh <laughs> as he was trying to throw it away. That uh, was but, bad. Yeah, shout I, out I, BJ Hill. I just don't understand the panic in, in, in these coaches. You go from um, Dobbs to – first you go to Hall. Hall gets hurt. You go to Dobbs. When Mullins was right there, I think Mullins was still working through an injury. Then you bypass Hall, who's been healthy for a couple of weeks, to go to Mullins, and you still end up turning the ball over a lot. So I don't know. I think he panicked, and I think that's going to cause him to get blown out in this ball game, like you say. Yeah, with that, that shot of him looking despondent on, on the bench after that as they're losing the game. I know that look all too well. Uh, moving on, the Commanders at the Jets. I don't know why the Jets are favored in this game, um, considering we just saw them get blown out by Miami. Commanders are uh, pretty bad. Is that, well, the Commanders literally quit they were in that game. Up 20. They were no, Ron up Rivera 20. quit. They were down two scores. And he was run. He wasn't. They weren't moving quickly on the note. They they are phoning in the rest of the season. I think that's why. Like but the Jets, they can well. sack, they can, Yeah, but the Jets are trying, and like they're the Jets are like the Jets. Everyone knows everybody in Washington is getting fired. I might make the Jets a best bet here. Honestly, like I think you go and get it. Even with the Jets, huh? You're laying the, the commanders. The commanders can't stop anybody at all. Sam Howell. They can't protect Sam Howell at all. The Jets have been much better at home. Jets should get after him and should sack Sam Howell a bunch. Pick six is in, in play here for sure. And I, I just think they're the I think they're the better team right now, even if Zach Wilson isn't as you know, I'd take Sam Howell over Zach Wilson, assuming I think Sam Howell is going to start. I, I, the commanders are phoning in the rest of the season. Start? I mean, I, I heard it is he got benched. I heard it was his wrist. I heard it was dehydration. Like, what is going on with Zach Could Wilson? Be a concussion. Yeah, he's evaluated for it's all kinds of weird stuff. I That's just all think like the commanders. What's that? I, I like the commanders here. I think um, yeah, I, I, I even tweeted out during the game. The the commanders got down to the one yard line with like four and a half minutes left, and was still at the one yard line with like under um, under two minutes. Like, yo, what are you guys doing? Like, y'all three <laughs> minutes, you know, at the one yard line. Like, so I think this game, Jets offense just can't, they cannot get out their own way. If they're going to score, touchdowns is going to have to come with the run game. And that could be possible with what we saw last weekend uh, against the Rams and, and Washington not being able to stop the run. Uh, but man, if, if Trevor Simeon is starting in this ball game, I can take Sam Howell or, uh, you know, Jacoby Brissett over Trevor Simeon. He is not what's going to happen uh, in this game. So I, I, I like the commanders and I like the under. All right, a little showdown or whatever the music is. It's gonna be a showdown. Yeah. Katie Shout Box. out to our friends at the Early Edge. Yeah. Um. Is uh is Commanders Jets on Thursday? Is it Thursday. I don't know. Seahawks at the Titans. Seahawks play tonight, of course. This is a Sunday game, one o'clock. Titans lose in. Horrible fashion. You're up two scores. Um, oh my god. So apparently the guy, did we talk about the guy, the, the circus survivor thing? There were 13 teams left. Did we talk about this? No. And no. one guy, one guy like started a thing to get them. So the, the pot is nine point two million dollars. And yeah, for the winner. All winner take all nine point two million. And this guy went to the group and was like, Hey, let's take all pull out four hundred thousand now and play for four million so 13 people 12 so th wait, wait, 13 wait. So there's 13 people left in the contest there were, thir there were 13 people left 
This guy this starts the thing. He's had like, the contact information of the other twelve people and said, "Let's all pull out four hundred thousand. Yeah, once you get that low, you can you can somebody can be the one to suggest a chop. This late in the season, nine point two million dollars on the line. So he goes, he's like, "Hey, do you guys want to pull out four hundred thousand dollars?" Twelve of the thirteen people agree to pull out the four hundred thousand, four hundred thousand a piece, not four hundred thousand split thirteen ways, four hundred thousand a piece. And how much is it to enter a thousand bucks or a thousand bucks? So you're making four hundred X, and you're twelve of the thirteen people agree to do it. And one guy said no. The guy who suggested, and this is via Joey Kanish's uh, Twitter feed, so I'm assuming it's true. But the guy, what's that? He got knocked out by the Titans. The Titans are two scores against Case Keenum. Cost and himself four hundred thousand dollars. So he got zero. Good. No, no, what? No, what? No, so the guy who said no it was the guy who suggested the chop. How brutal is that? Oh, I thought it was the guy that said no. No, no, no. no. That would be funny. No, yeah. the guy who suggested the oh. chop got knocked out immediately. Got zero dollars. He ain't. I mean, I, if I'm the guy who said no, I'm locking my door twice at night. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Seahawks had the Titans. Titans lost in brutal fashion. The Seahawks are two and a half point <laughs> favorites. <laughs> well, on that note, um, we don't th- look. Frankly, we can just gloss over this one pretty quickly because we don't know what the status for Geno Smith is or what the mm-hmm. status for Drew Locke is. These the Seahawks are playing on Monday night. Um, or would, if, or if uh, Will Levis is going to be playing, or if Will Levis is going to play, yeah, this is this game is a total wild card. Let's just move on to the next game, which features two potential playoff teams, Katie. Yes, the Jags and the Bucks. Uh, really, really tight spread here. One and a half uh, favoring the Bucks here. This total 43 and a half. Trevor Lawrence uh, was reported this morning in concussion protocol. He really hasn't looked the same um, since that high ankle sprain hasn't been playing as well. Now he's in the protocol. Typically, that lasts about a week, so maybe we won't see him there, but we have seen, uh, you know, Brock Purdy, and there was somebody else that cleared within a week, right? There's one other quarterback that cleared earlier than a week, or maybe it was just Brock Purdy. Uh, it was Brock, uh, David, Derek Carr had two concussions. Oh, Derek Carr. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm forgetting about Derek Carr. Uh, Emery, what are your early thoughts, um, on this one? If the Jags have Trevor Lawrence or if they don't? Well, let's, let's operate if they don't, right? Cause now you have to worry about CJ Beathard coming in. And if you're the bucks, that means you are just going to blitz him like crazy. Uh, and on the other side of things, Tampa, I like how Baker is throwing the ball over the middle of the field. Uh, Play action passing game is 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 happening. Rashad White starting to really become a thing. Um, good good fluidity in how he runs the ball. They're getting the tight ends involved, and now they have the playoffs right there at, in their sights. They could see it. So I like the way that they're playing going to this ball game with or without Trevor. Um, I like the Bucks here. I'm laying these uh, this this point and a half with Tampa. I would. I was going to say, Rashad White is like a fantasy superstar and a, and, a, and a prop star, prop star, huh? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Making massive contributions as a receiver, really come on strong. Running the football as well, yeah, has been a big reason why the Bucks have been successful, certainly been feeding him. He's taking advantage of a soft schedule, but, uh, yeah, certainly a welcome sight after the Bucks averaged 75 rushing yards per game last season and also got off to a terrible start running the football. And he, his usage is, like, as good as – like Kyron or Kamara or anybody in the NFL, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's been a, f- a fantasy plus over the past five six weeks. I, I'm, I like the I like the Bucks as well too. I think. I mean, I think Baker's playing good football. Jaguars are a bad defensive team. These these wide receivers should light up the secondary and Rashad White catching. He got a deep touchdown pass too from Baker. I, I this this is. I think Tampa is. I think Jacksonville is sort of confused and. Mm-hmm. Like d- wobbly, as Pete Prisco likes to say, and you got this Bucks team that looks really, really confident right now. I could actually see this line getting to, um, you know, an open Jaguars minus two and a half. It's now Bucks minus one and a half. Wouldn't be surprised if it got up to Bucks minus three. Honestly, J- Jags are also really banged up offensively too. Christian Kirk, Zay Jones looks like he suffered a serious yeah. potential season-ending injury there as well. So Calvin Ridley and uh, Evan Ingram, and not much left behind them. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, Cardinals, Bears, Cowboys, Dolphins, some big time. Well, okay, Cardinals, Bears isn't that great, but Cowboys, <laughs> Dolphins, Patriots, <laughs> What more could you possibly want? Next. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing 
To grow in your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Cardinals at the Bears. Bears minus four and a half total of 44. Cardinals catching a little bit of juice. Thought the Cardinals did a pretty good job fighting against the 49ers. 49ers are just a truck stick right now and um Chicago. They though, ran the ball pretty good in the first half. Yeah, they did. I tell you what, though, you can't run the ball very well against Chicago. So I don't know, Emory. I think I would lean towards. Oh man, that's four and a half is a lot with the Bears right now. <laughs> but I think I would lean towards the Bears because of the Bears defense. But I don't love it. Yeah, I, I like the Bears here. I mean, you watched that game against the Forty uh, ers last week, and you know Traverius Ward just was baiting Kyler Murray. Every deep throw, like thinking it's open, and I'm gonna just you know rob the middle of the field and just take it back the other way. Um, Bears do a, a great job of doing that as well, too. They they are aggressive, they pressure the ball, they turn the ball over, and at some point, people will start to change from focusing on Justin Fields and focusing on Luke Getze because I felt like his play calling is what cost him the game on the back and got conservative, um, you know, got really complacent. They really can't run the ball outside of Justin Fields creating opportunities for the backs. So I, I do like them here um, because of their defense and, and Fields, the X factor of being someone that can just generate chunk plays on both sides of offense. I think he's going to be the, the difference maker here in, in a cover. Okay. All right, moving on. Cowboys at the Dolphins. Very interesting matchup. Dolphins laying one and a half. This total is 51. Uh, Cowboys clinched a playoff spot, but uh, really because um, they had a couple losses for it with the, the Packers. And this the is the fraud ball. Yeah. Which one of these teams is more fraudulent? Yeah. Yeah. Because the Cowboys yeah. can't win away from Dallas, and the Dolphins yeah. haven't beaten a single good team this year. I am sorry, Producer Harry. I'm not trying to troll you. But like the the Dolphins haven't beat anybody. Even the Broncos aren't. The the Dolphins don't have a single win against a team that is above five hundred. Like I will say, I understand you blow out bad teams, and that's impressive, and it's really good. But you're not going to see a bunch of under five hundred teams in the playoffs. Miami beat somebody. Dallas qualifies. Beat Dallas. Prove that you are worthy of whatever aspirations we have for you in Dallas you get blown out every time like someone what is something has to give here Dallas can't win on the road against good teams and Miami can't beat a good team what's yeah Harry says in the chat Miami is good at home yeah Dallas and Miami both very good at home not so much um on the road Tyreek Hill should be back it seemed like he was going to play even this weekend it smarted them to hold him back because they really didn't need him to win that game shout out to the Miami defense though 38 points uh, in fantasy this week, helped me win first round of the playoffs. Brinson and I, uh, he, I was, I had the Steelers, and I was like, I don't know, Miami's available. What do you think? And he was like, Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I went and did that, and it, it, I just crushed it this week. Here are the Dolphins' wins: the Chargers, the Patriots, the Broncos, the Giants, the Broncos the, before they were a pretty good team, and but now the Broncos are five hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Broncos were bad then. Yeah, they're zero three. Yeah, zero two. The Giants, the Panthers. The Patriots again. The Raiders coming off a bye who they only beat by seven at home where they're very good, apparently. The Jets, the Commanders, and the Jets again. That is a who's who of suck in the NFL this year. 
Here are the Dolphins' losses. The Bills. The Eagles. The Chiefs. The Titans. And now they have the Cowboys, Ravens, and Bills left. If the Dolphins, the Dolphins could miss the playoffs. I'm not even kidding. They haven't beaten a single good team this year, and they got to play three good teams down the stretch. Give me the Cowboys here. As I'm the taking least. the Dolphins, and here's the reason why. And they, they still won't get credit after this game. I'll take the after, over, by the way. <laughs> after they beat Dallas, they, they still won't get the credit because where they're going to beat Dallas is where people will say, well, I mean, Dallas really can't stop the run anyway. Miami is going to run up and down the field against Most this certain. defense. Mostert, you you name it, A-Chan, Tyreek Hill on, on end of rounds. Like, they're going to get everybody involved. Dallas wants to play north and south defensively. They want to fly up the field. When you're that aggressive, you leave yourself susceptible to you know, misdirection. Counter plays and, and power plays were killing Dallas yesterday with Cook. You're going to get all kind of misdirection and eye candy uh, with Miami, there's gonna have they're gonna have so many open gaps. You saw how Miami really neutralized the Jets. Everything was outside in space. It didn't. It wasn't really technically a design play. It's like, hey, let's just most just go out there two yards and we're just gonna dump you a ball. It's spread out like a punt return, and you just use your speed. So they really calmed that pressure down from the Jets. Dallas is gonna get eaten alive in this run game, um, and it, the over is gonna have to go because it's gonna have to be Prescott throwing to try to keep pace with Tua in this run game. Or it's going to be Miami minus seven. Uh, I feel like they're just going to run away with this. The, the, Cal- the, the over not hitting yesterday in the Cowboys-Bills game is a shock. Like the Bills got that early lead and they just locked him down. I, I do wonder how the Dolphins defense – I mean, I think the Dolphins defense has been better than people think. Um, Bradley Chubb's and, Dallas can't, and Dallas can't run the ball. Um, they have two backs. Obviously, I think Rico Dottle should be the lead guy. To help get Pollard, you know, going, you know, in a reserve role, but they want to, you know, they obviously they want to feature Pollard because they paid him, and that's not the that's not the case. This is going to have to be a Dak Prescott versus Tua Tagovailoa game, and Miami has the luxury of being able to play a well balanced one. I think that's how they beat Dallas. So, uh, I don't, this is obviously way too early, but just worth notable, worth noting, worth notable. Um, <laughs> currently tracking for. 17 miles per hour worth of wind and it's Miami. So like, let's not read too much into the weather. You know, that they could change on the, on the, on the flip of a hat, but um, drop of a hat flip of a, what am I talking about? Anyway, whatever, moving along. The um, uh, Patriots and Broncos. That's what I was going to say. Hats at the Broncos Broncos minus six with a total of 34 and a half. The Broncos coming off. An embarrassing beatdown in Detroit. Now get to host the Patriots, who hung around for a little bit against the Chiefs. Kind of hard Especially not to- out of playoff contention, right? Patriots out. Out of playoff contention. Belichick may fly out to Los Angeles before this game. I mean, I think he'll still coach it up, but it's hard to see him. It's hard to see this Pats team. It's the earliest they've been out of contention uh, since since his first year with the Pats, two thousand. It's hard to see them getting up for this. First time they were first time losing eleven games since two thousand, just wild. So, um, I don't know, man. I think this low total you probably take the points, but the Broncos could snuff out this uh, Patriots offense completely. Who who yeah, are you like see? Bailey Zappi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the under here, and yeah, if it's Zappi or <laughs> Mac Jones, it's, um, it's going to be pressure for 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 both. Now again, Mac uh, Zappi came out and threw. Through, through like he was at Western Kentucky or Houston Christian against, you know, Pittsburgh. But that was, what, two games ago now? I just feel like there's there's no firepower for the Patriots, but I do like the Broncos' defense. This game could be 13-3, honestly. You know, prop so – Prop is uh, – Z- Zeke Elliott. He's like, they might be bad, but he's got an elite role, doesn't he? Yeah, he does have an elite role, and he's being used uh, heavily utilized in the passing game as well. Uh, we just know there's just not a lot of passing options, uh, explosive options, downfield options <laughs> for this Patriots options. offense. The <laughs> options, period, of any kind. Uh, so, yeah, Zeke is uh, sort of the, the, the best of the holdovers. He is obviously very good in pass protection still, so he is on the field quite a bit with Ramondre Stevenson. We saw Hunter Henry uh, have a big game there, so – potentially a little bit of value with Hunter Henry, especially if that Broncos pass rush is able to disrupt whoever is under center 
uh, at quarterback for New England. All right, next up, the Raiders at the Chiefs. Chiefs laying double digits, 10, this total, 43. Uh, look, the Raiders are frisky. I don't know that I would lay 10 points with the Chiefs um, based on how they've been playing. Yes, they did cover fairly large spread uh, this weekend, but you got Kadarius Tony dropping things again. Patrick Mahomes visibly upset on the sideline. I think he's had about as much as he can take with these pass catchers, not actually catching any passes. Um, look, I think the Chiefs win this game. They've got a real easy schedule coming out their last few weeks. They may just squeak into uh, one of the top spots, if not the top spot, which is just crazy uh, when you think about how they have played. But I don't know. I might, I might roll the dice with the Raiders here to keep it within 10 points. Emery, what do you think? Yeah, this is a measuring stick type game for Antonio Pierce. You saw him get the blowout win. You've seen his team rise to the occasion. This is, hey, we're tougher than them. They want to be a finesse team. This is what he's going to tell his team. They're finesse. They want to be cute and pretty. We're ugly. We're aggressive. We're Raiders. All that stuff that they're going to try to use to uh, drum up the, the motivation. I like the under uh, more than anything. Uh, I feel like the Raiders defense will just be game. They don't really mm-hmm. fear Kansas City anymore. I think that's how they'll take advantage and keep this. Nobody one fears Kansas City anymore. No one. I, I don't mean, know what the. Oh, go ahead. Oh, it's because I don't know what the record is offhand, but I do know the Chiefs have really struggled anytime they've been more than a touchdown favorite. So yeah. uh, that's yeah. certainly concerning. And then it's finally happened, guys. Rishi Rice yeah. has yeah. emerged as that number one receiver in Kansas City. Great to see. Uh, obviously, things aren't going well elsewhere offensively. Uh, hopefully Isaiah Pacheco is back, although I do need to credit Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Jarek McKinnon, who both stepped up, filled in fairly admirably, uh, certainly from a fantasy perspective. Both backs have been adequate uh, without Pacheco, uh, so it does look like Pacheco will be back for this game. Should be a heavy, heavy dose of him. Yeah, if you look at the last two times the teams matched up, uh, Chiefs won by double digits. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, Rishi Rice had a 100-yard game, and... Uh, we saw um, Pacheco go for two touchdowns. I, I think I like the under two. I think the Chiefs defense could really just squeeze the Raiders here, and you and you see a lot of running the football, like some Clyde Edwards-Alaire and some McKinnon in the second half as well. I, I think the unders a pretty good look as well. Giants and the Eagles. Eagles minus ten and a half. That's your game. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. It's totally fine. I mean, obviously the Eagles are playing tonight. We'll have to see what they look like. This line could move uh, quite a bit if somehow the Seattle Seahawks get a win, uh, which for the record, I don't believe is happening. You you guys know I am. I have a double result on the Eagles tonight. I put that in. I think the Eagles have trailed at halftime their last six games and – Jalen Hurts now sick as a dog. It's it's uh, you know it's you put these bets in on on Thursday and then all of a sudden you know Sunday it's like oh Jalen Hurts is sick and has been downgraded to questionable and not flying with the team. I still think the Eagles are the better team. Um, the Giants are. Look, we had fun with Tommy DeVito, didn't we? It was so fun. It was great while it lasted. Um, I don't know how many more did you, did y'all see that? Like he was supposed to go to some restaurant in New Jersey. He was charging $10,000 and then the agent um, in his leprechaun suit that he wore in this last (laughs) game said, actually it's $20,000 now after the win over the Packers, but then they get blown out by the saints. And I wonder if he's ticked back down to $10,000 to show up at a restaurant in New Jersey. And I get it. Like get your money while you can, but on a small family owned business to raise it $10,000. By the way, he's no longer coming there because they can't afford to pay him $20,000 to show up. But I'll be curious if the price has dropped. Um, but I, I would lay off. Of you this get game paid 10 bucks an hour to work at this pizza joint after the season. Yeah, ends. it's yeah. But I'm not, I'm not doing anything this game until I see what this Eagles team looks like tonight, man. This Eagles team could show up as is right now at two fifty seven PM. Eastern time. <laughs> True. Off the Giants. Like ladies points right now for it jumps up. to yeah. touchdowns. We saw yeah, yesterday what happened with Tommy DeVito and what has happened every time he's been a starter. Versus a team that doesn't that is not afraid to send pressure. He's gonna eat sacks. Eat know, so, sacks. Yeah, he's gonna eat sacks. And the like Eagles the chicken cutlets. Right. They'll they'll lean into that. Um, they're he's gonna, gonna hope he's gonna get invited, maybe to a to a family owned restaurant uh-huh. after the next yeah, couple. They're, they're, of they're gonna be dying for some marsala, Tommy. <laughs> there's no way uh, the Giants' offense, as it is, 
you know, you stop Saquon Barkley, you stop everything they want to do offensively. That's going to be the Eagles game plan. They've done this before. They'll <laughs> they may win in a shutout fashion as well. That's almost why I think the Eagles are, it's, it wouldn't be like that shocking if the Eagles didn't play Jalen Hurts tonight. Um, just because they've clinched the playoff spot. They know they don't have the tiebreaker against the Niners who have a friendly schedule going in. Or like I mean, they yeah, they gotta play the Ravens, but like Ravens the Niners. Friendly. Right. I mean, the Niners have like the Eagles are currently at um a sub 20% chance to get the number one seed. So like why put Jalen Hurts out there against the Seahawks on the road when he's sick as a dog, when you can just isolate him, you know, you're, you're still only up to 26% if you win that. But then it's like, you just have to like, you, you need the Ravens to beat the nine. A lot of stuff has to happen for you to get the, the one seed. You're going to win the division. You just got to beat the giants twice to win the division. And like, and you don't, so like, again, yeah, they're going to stomp them. I think, I think get the giants now, while you can't, speaking of the 49ers, the Niners, Christmas night, hosting the Baltimore Ravens. Niners minus five and a half, line open at four and a half and is climbing. Niners also getting juice here uh, over under 45 and a half. Katie, your Niners, do they, they've stomped some good teams, some good teams. They've stomped the Eagles. They stomped the Bills. They stomped the Cowboys. We haven't, yeah, we haven't played the Bills. They haven't played the Bills. When they've had to show up, I mean, they're the best team in football, the most complete team in football. Um, it's hard to it's hard to really pick a nit when it comes to the 49ers. I'm surprised by this five and a half. I thought that this line would be closer to like the home field advantage, three, three and a half. Um, the Niners are stomping everybody. I know, but the Ravens are a really good team, and this is probably one of the best. And and like, look, the, the Eagles when we matched up with them, they were prime for like a letdown spot. You know, I I I admit that I understand that. Um, and you know, it seemed to be that the, the Cardinals could kind of run all over us in the first half. And that's, um, that's where the Ravens really shine. So it'll be interesting. Look, I obviously think the Niners can win this game. I'm not going to lay the five and a half. Y'all know what I always do. We're finally back. We got over the 30 and a half, um, for the Niners team total. I don't know what it is for this game. I'll have to um, look at it, but this Ravens pass defense is Ravens red zone defense. Um, Box it's going to be 3, a huge 000. test for Brock Purdy. Um, and look, if Birdie, if Birdie, if Purdy can ball out um, against the Ravens, then I think he really solidifies his MVP case. But I think a lot of it is is hanging on this game and, and what he looks like against this very, very elite pass defense. I think the rush defense is going to be the problem for, for uh, San Francisco. Yeah, I like the Ravens on the money line. Uh, this is the spotlight game that the Ravens like. Um, you know, they're going to you talk about all the motivational things that they love to do. The Ravens. Hey, they know they don't respect you, Lamar. This is your MVP to go win. Um, and the real MVP is is Christian McCaffrey, and two, uh, one B is Debo Samuel. If we're being completely honest, those are the two MVPs of this team. I feel like the Ravens will make Brock Purdy beat them consistently throwing the ball. Now, it can be, be done because these Ravens don't really cover well, like to be completely fair and honest. So, there's going to be a lot of chunk plays. I like the over also, in addition to the Ravens, find a way to win. Um, so I think this will be a close game, but a higher scoring one. Come down to Justin Tucker, as it always tends to do. But I like this over. This is I feel like this can get into the high 50s. And by the way, this is uh, the final game of the fantasy season for, most, for a lot of people, too. Mm. Christmas night. I mean, I was texting my dad about it. He's like, one of us is going to be playing, like one of our cousins – and like we're it's you know, we're gonna be drinking some red wine on Christmas night, gonna be dealing with this game. It's like tensions might be high. Like I mean, this would be awkward if you're if you're in a family fantasy league and you're sitting at home with like like head to head watching this game. I'm being gonna be friendly. Christian McCaffrey might have twenty touchdowns running the ball this year. You know how insane that is. That's crazy. That's college. Remember when Alvin, and Christmas Day too? By the way, Christmas Day is like. Remember Alvin Kamara went for six rushing touchdowns that oh, year on God, Christmas Day. Yeah. Like somebody yeah. on Christmas Day is going to have like a, 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 a and like if it were going to be somebody, it would be Christian McCaffrey. So you got four MVP candidates in this game: McCaffrey, Purdy, Lamar, and obviously he's not going to win it. But Debo Samuel is a. I mean, Debo is not an MVP candidate, but he's a monster. Yeah, but, but he's monster. So you got. Four spotlight guys in the biggest game on well, the maybe, biggest day. 
if Debo wasn't injured and missed a couple games this year, maybe he would, and he, and he nice. balled out like nice. that in those two nice. games. Uh, nice. I'm just, he is the only nice. one in the league. Nice. That I feel like that people, Debo Samuel said, Debo, I love Debo Samuel. Right. Debo but Samuel's it's not, not like a Tyree Hill. Do you think a Tyree Hill's in this conversation? Tyree Hill's not an MVP candidate. Jalen Waddle just put up like 160 yards without Tyree Hill. Like get out of here. Ty Tyreek's Debo. offensive player of the year. It's over. But Debo's not an MVP candidate. Yeah, like, okay. Okay, well. what are we doing? Right. I, love, I love Debo Samuel as much as Debo Samuel, AJ Brown, and DK Metcalf. Like, or DJ, Debo Samuel and AJ Brown, like, two of my favorite players. Maybe my yeah. two favorite players in football, but no, not MVP. Okay, right. well, on that note, not MVP, uh, we are going to close the show. Make sure you join us all week long for more NFL coverage tomorrow. Brinson, Breach, and Wilson are joined by Pete Prisco to break down his weekly power rankings on cbsports.com and one last reminder to show us some love with a like or a comment hit that subscribe button on the youtube page if you're listening to the audio version only leave a five-star review tell your friends to listen and watch the pod and we'll see y'all later from producers matt damon and ben affleck explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of sarajevo thanks in part to humanitarians and the band u2 kiss the future new documentary now streaming exclusively on paramount plus go to paramount plus to try it free terms apply